It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available of course every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcast from. It's another Friday morning, yes, and it is May 26 today. And just a reminder here too, as you might have heard, we have now produced over 500 real estate episodes. It's a ton of property information at your fingertips. And whatever you are looking for, particularly if you are a new listener, all you've got to do is just scroll through the real estate episodes to find what you want. Every imaginable subject for the property market is there. If you're a first home buyer, there's a ton of information for you. If you're an investor, likewise, the luxury market, the commercial property market, you name it, it is there. All you have to do is push the play button and you are into it. And coming up this morning, we are off to Brisbane and catching up with Brett Greensill from McGrath. And a very good morning to you, Brett. Welcome to the Real Estate Breakfast this morning. Good morning, Craig. Good to be with you. Great to have you on the Property Podcast. And, well, I see that uh, you sold a property there in Brisbane very recently, which had a bomb shelter. It was built in the 1930s. They were taking no risks, clearly, when they built this property. It's certainly pretty unusual. And of course, most people would have deconstructed them or turned them into garden sheds. Uh, This one is pretty much intact, actually. And of course, as it's an interwar property in the 1930s, coming out of World War One, potentially heading to World War Two, and you're building a house, and you want to tick every box like we do these days with other mod cons, a bomb shelter was on the list. So this one was ticked. And there it is. So what happened when you were doing the the opens with people when they had a look, walked into the bomb shelter. Did they? Did any of these potential buyers say, oh yeah, we could do this, that and the other with the shelter? Oh, absolutely. Very easy to repurpose. Uh, the house is on the side of a hill, so it's it's perfectly situated for another purpose. Uh, but of course, many people don't under, didn't understand why you would have a bomb shelter, forgetting <laughs> yeah. the history. In the context of the house, it was a nice piece of history uh, that had been maintained beautifully since construction. The house was very well built back in the 30s, and it stood the test of time. The obvious thing, obviously, for repurposing would have to be a wine cellar, wouldn't it? <laughs> Although it's outside, you see. Oh, <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, Brisbane now, this morning, it's less than 10 degrees. And of course, we all freeze to death at that temperature. So no one's going outside for their wine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, stay right there. We'll come back to Brett in just a moment and talk more about the Brisbane property market. The skyline is constantly changing, growing and expanding. We deliver the most property podcasts across Australia every week. It's time to go back to the Real Estate Vault for this week's property comment. They fought hard and very competitive to get the games for 2018. And Tom Tate and his councillors had a great planned strategy because they've changed the face of the Gold Coast. And with that, the eyes of the world looked upon us and they've really grown our city into a standalone city now. So, look, surprises are happening every day here on the coast. If someone told me you'd sell a unit in Burley for $10 million three years ago, I thought, well, that's not going to happen in my lifetime. 
Now we're seeing $20 million plus sales in Burley Heads and along the coast, which is quite incredible. We're talking just about an apartment. Then you have a, a firm like Mondrian who do massive, beautiful six-star hotels, apartments, New York, London, etc. They've now landed on the Gold Coast and in Burley are doing a massive project here. So once again, their followers that their clientele will come here and they'll buy again as well. Know your property with us on The Real Estate Podcast. Well, yesterday we mentioned the fact that national housing market data reveals that homes are selling faster than pre-pandemic levels. That's from PropTrack. We mentioned that Hobart has the fastest selling houses and units followed by Melbourne and Brisbane. And I can tell you that Adelaide and Perth, now they have seen a decrease in available properties for sale, leading to steady prices and increased competition among buyers. And demand in Queensland remains strong, especially for units in Brisbane and also Cairns. And we'll be taking you back to Brisbane in just a moment. I see that Stevie Nicks and Lenny Kravitz are celebrating their birthday today. One is 75 and the other is 59 from two ends of the music world. And if you are celebrating your birthday for May the 26th, happy birthday to you. It's the main centre forecast. Let's head around the country and check on that all-important weather word on a Friday morning. And good morning if you are in Sydney expecting one or two showers. There's going to be long dry periods and a high of 18 degrees today. In Melbourne, expect some rain. 14 is your forecast top. In Brisbane, sunshine, 27. And in Perth, expect beautiful sun. Sunshine, little bit of cloud around and 19 degrees for your Friday. Every morning from 6am across Australia, we deliver you the latest property news, commentary and predictions from Perth to Cairns and from Melbourne to Brisbane, seven days a week, only on The Real Estate Podcast. We have uh, Brett Greensill from McGrath with us this morning. And uh, Brett, the Brisbane market, it had such a fairy tale during during the pandemic with the price growth. Uh, Then, of course, uh, went into a little bit of a slide, but now Brisbane's property market is showing signs of emerging from a flat patch, which has got to be good news. Yeah, absolutely. Um, In some sectors of the market, of course, there's always markets within markets. That slide was uh, insulated by, for example, six of 10 of our buyers uh, in the riverfront uh, apartment market have no finance clause uh, or any other conditions. Uh, So there was no impact of those recent interest rate rises. So that slide that you refer to is when normal buyers um, are trying to, or at least struggling to get their head around what a budget will be. Uh, as interest rates rise, rose so quickly, uh, they paused. And uh, during that pause, that meant uh, less buyers, which meant that the property prices in that sector went down a little. But as uh, interest rates have paused and people have stabilised their household budgets, they've surged back again into the marketplace. And so, as you said, we've started to see a rise again, consolidating that COVID effect. 
And what are you seeing in terms of the gap between the cash buyers and those seeking a mortgage? Now, I I note that you are certainly representing the great spots of Ascot, Hamilton, New Farm, Newstead and Tenerife. Uh, So you'll be seeing those cash buyers coming in, but there's somewhat of a gap, isn't there, with these people trying desperately to secure mortgages? Yeah, absolutely. It's not just the securing of them, though. It's the ongoing repayments. And of course, the market having moved 30% in some cases, Tenerife, and then interest rate increases. So the purchase price has gone up 30% and then interest rates rise. It has a dramatic effect on those on those budgets. So those buyers, when they're competing at an auction to purchase uh, a desirable property, and of course, it's, a, it's the best area in Brisbane, they find themselves competing against cash buyers who don't have that situation. Um, for the first time, perhaps in, I would get to say a generation, but certainly for more than a decade or longer, the subject to finance purchaser is still uh, bullish and capable of competing against a cash buyer. We're now seeing that old, age-old divergence, you know, that cash is king, where somebody in a strong position will just go that extra bit and that's enough to win the property. And that is very disappointing and and, and upsetting sometimes for some of those buyers because they haven't been beaten like that for a long time. Uh, It's perhaps, some may say, a bit of realism returning to the market, uh, but there's certainly an effect of it. Now, just turning back to the recovery of the market, it's a gradual process due to the presence of various sub-markets, and I'll get you to talk to the sub-markets there in Brisbane in terms of what you are doing. But when you're having these opens at the moment and the marketing, are you noticing just in terms of buyer inquiry, just the market turning a little bit? Well, sure. For us, it is almost overwhelmingly, in fact, I haven't met an investor for some time, which of course is an interesting dynamic. If there's a tenant in the property, for example, uh, that makes it difficult for a bar to buy on a 30-day vacant possession. Well, impossible. And that will impact on the on the saleability of the property. Almost all of the bars at every level, from $350,000 one bedrooms in Fortitude Valley to $5.5 million apartments on the river, it's where people want to live and they want to buy it and live there. The strength and confidence that those people have is that almost a perplexing uh, contrast to an investor who is so timid they're hardly even inquiring. Yeah, okay, that's interesting. And just having a look at the Queensland's uh, population, it's projected to grow by over 16% by 2032. Of course, a lot of that is going to be driven by the Olympics. But investors, they are not only there in Brisbane, but of course, we have these interstate uh, investors coming in. How much at the moment are you seeing investments coming in from outside of Brisbane? Well, I I certainly see an appetite for it. The challenge is finding something that's suitable. Uh, And I know I've certainly attended housing summits now, particularly with the city council, the Shriner government here in Brisbane, uh, is trying desperately to increase the stock, uh, to increase the supply of housing. Uh, We see uh, big companies, Mervac and Fraser's and others in our area here, building whole buildings on a rent. uh, So the whole building is for tenants. Uh, So there's absolutely um, a desire for it. But an interstate investor can't buy into one of those uh, developments that's a uh, build to rent. And the supply here is restricted, so it's not enough development is being done. So the investors are, are looking, but they can't find what they're looking for yet. 
uh, which um, means that between now and the Olympics, which is a, a, a glorious 10 years away, there's enough time for us, us to solve that problem and to deliver property for those investors to buy. They just need to keep an eye on it and be ready to pounce when it comes. As I mentioned, we are fast running out of the month. The RBA, of course, they've got another decision uh, coming up, which is not far away. Where do you think that's going to land for next month in terms of the announcement from the RBA? Well, I don't have a crystal ball any more than anybody else, but my sense is we haven't reached the end of the inflation genie out of the bottle and the Reserve Bank's principal uh, responsibility is to deal with that matter. We, the uh, mortgage holders, are the collateral damage on that uh, and so we would hope for um, no, no further increases, but unfortunately my view is that I think there's more to go. And just before I let you go, Brett, a favourite real estate moment in your career. What stands out for you that you can share with us this morning? Uh, look, I've been in real estate for 24 years. I feel like I've seen everything. Uh, and <laughs> every day I'm a stocked, shocked and surprised to find some new and exciting thing about people. This is a people business rather than a property business. And I find people endlessly fascinating. So I can tell a little story I learned a long time ago. I was running late to an appointment. This is 23 years ago. And uh, the vehicle in front of me was holding me up. So I, I pressed my horn and drove round the vehicle. <laughs> rushing to the to the inspection and waited at the front there for the car who I tooted to arrive as the buyer. Uh, so there's a little lesson there <laughs> on what not to do. And I think I have a PhD on what not to do, uh, but that's, um, I've never forgotten that. You have to arrive at your appointments expecting anything. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, thank you for that, uh, Brett. And thanks for jumping on to the call from Brisbane and uh, good luck over the next uh, few months. Thank you very much, Craig. It's good to be with you. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.